Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, we've made our way to chapter nine called I Do, I Don't in Marriage. And you start off chapter nine with a common marriage reality. One spouse is always hot and the other is always cold. I'm the one that's always uh, hot. My wife's always cold. She always needs a, a jacket or something. But how do you, how do you uh, or what do you mean or what are you trying to get to in this chapter of I do, I don't in marriage? You talk about falling in and out of love. Where do you want to take us? Okay. Let's just start at the beginning of how I came to realize this because yeah, I would say before I started learning this, I would say I love people, but what I, I really love people loving me. So in the case of Tammy, you know, if if she was loving to me, I was loving to her. She wasn't loving to me. I wasn't loving to her. And and my whole reality kind of revolved around that, it, you know. So I had expectations was the was the main thing, you know, especially for future spouse and how many kids and, uh, you know, whatever. I had all these expectations, and I've learned now, fast forward all these years, and don't check out on me when I say this, but love doesn't have expectations. I mean, it desires. It has desires and hopes and wishes, but by expectation I mean that I did this expecting that the response to me doing this would be you doing something else. That's not love, it's manipulation. So it's it's using love to get someone to conform to what you want. So it's really not for them, it's for yourself. And um, But early on, the way all this kind of unfolded for me was early on, we were going to get married, and then we uh, go to marriage counseling. And during the marriage counseling, everything's going pretty good, but at one point, the people tell us that um, love isn't a feeling, and when they thought that, I'm a thinker, you know, as you know. And so I'm listening, I'm thinking, and they say love isn't a feeling. They give us a slight explanation for it. And I'm like, you know, I've never thought of that. It sounds pretty smart. And, um, you know, I'm sitting on the couch or a little love seat with Tammy, and they're talking to us, but they keep on talking, but I'm still thinking about love isn't a feeling. And then I start thinking, well, that's not true because – because they're saying it wasn't a feeling, it was a choice. And I'm going, I don't choose to feel what I feel for Tammy. I guess that's not a choice at all. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure why I feel this. I just feel it. It's just, I just feel it. So don't tell me that's a choice. It's, that's ludicrous. It's insanity. And so, you know, the marriage counselors went from, you know, a 10 to they dropped to like four out there. I'm like, man, they misleading me. You know, I mean, holy cow. I'm not coming here for counseling. These guys are telling me love isn't a feeling. And, you know, I kind of exited that conversation from there, but, but, but I wrestled with it because they were, they obviously were pretty wise. They had a lot of experience. Everything else they said that, that contradicted what I believed when I flushed it out, it, I realized it was actually true. And so, you know, there was a reason for me to keep going, man, is there, some, is there something I'm missing here? Eventually what I started realizing was that, that what I felt for Tammy, though I had no control over it, I don't control what I feel, I, I, I really don't, that wasn't for no reason. 
I was kind of assuming it was like for some reason beyond my control. So, so if I have no control whatsoever over whether or not I feel love for someone and it has, and, and that feeling is not the fruit of something, there's not a root to that feeling, then it's totally beyond everyone's control. And there's no sense in me even trying to control it. I just fall in love and I fall out of love beyond anyone's control. And so why should I even worry about it? You know, I mean, I either love you or I don't based on how I feel. And so what I'm saying is I feel love for you or I don't feel love for you, which is feelings have nothing to do with loving you at all. Is that that confusing or make no, it so it's sad? not confusing. It, it's living that way is sketchy. Yeah. It's scary. Right. It is scary because you're, you're yeah. You it's don't Russian know where you roulette. Stand each day. Right. It's a total crapshoot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good luck. And, and, and it's, a, it's actually a 100% guarantee it's not going to work because there's actually a reason why you feel love. And, and there's actually someone making a choice or a decision that results in you feeling love. And they're going to make the wrong choices and the wrong decisions, and you're not going to feel love. And so it's, it's certain that at some point you're not going to feel love anymore. And if you think that means that love no longer exists or no longer lives in your life or that you can't recover it or restore it, or if you believe that, then you just walk away. And, and that's why so many relationships fail. And so they're trying to teach me this, and I'm, I'm not totally getting it, but I start realizing, this is what I started realizing, that, that when I ask myself, why, like, why do I feel love for Tammy? And I'm reading 1 Corinthians 13, and I'm saying love is this. It's patient, it's kind, it's truthful, it protects, it trusts, it hopes, it perseveres. These are the things that love is. And I'm going, that's what Tammy is. Those are decisions and choices. Those aren't feelings. And so I'm going, so I'm, I'm going, okay, because Tammy is patient, kind, truthful, protects, is that why I feel love for her? Is that why I tell you I feel love for her? If so, maybe love isn't a feeling. The feeling of love I have for her, maybe it's part of this choice. Is that, That's part of it. It's also me being patient, kind, truthful, protecting. Is that also part of why I feel love for her? And I'm not sure, but then I look at, this is what love is not. It's not angry. It's not rude. It's not envious. It's not boastful. It's not prideful. It's not selfish. It doesn't delight in evil. And so I asked myself, okay, if Tammy became angry, rude, envious, boastful, selfish, prideful, delighting in evil, if, if she became those things by choice, would I fall out of love with her? Would I no longer feel love for her? And I'm going, yeah. I mean, it would just be a, a matter of time. You know, a few times uh, I still got some fruit on my tree. You know, I mean, I can I can survive some of it for a little while. But eventually, if she persevered and persisted in selfishness, the feeling of love I had for her would fall away. And so then I realized that love really is a choice. It's not a feeling and that the feeling of love is the fruit of love. And here's the beautiful thing about this. When you realize this, because, you know, because when you... When you fall in with some in love with someone, it's like the greatest feeling in the world, right? But when you fall out of love with someone, it's like the worst feeling in the world. And and, and then in that place, 
of falling, of being out of love with someone, we call it. You know, it's, it's in, virtually impossible to even imagine ever desiring or wanting to be around this person again. It's, it becomes repulsive, right? I mean, you're actually repulsed by this person, and so you think it's absolutely impossible. There's no way this could be restored. There's nothing here. And it was a feeling. It was here, and now it's gone. We fell out of love. I'm sorry, kids, but mom and dad fell out of love. And, and what do you – I'm sorry, but don't teach your kids that, okay? you got to fight to love. And so how, so how do you get any of this back? Well, the good news is it's actually a choice. And, and despite everything that's happen, happened, we, can, we have to repent and we have to forgive. And, and it takes two people. You can't do this by yourself. Both of you have to get involved. But if both people choose, despite what they feel, to be patient, kind, truthful, protect the other person, hope, and persevere in love. If they choose to make these decisions despite everything they feel and they persevere in those things, I don't know how long it's going to take. It may depend on how much damage was done. It could depend on a lot of things. It could depend on how good we are at doing it. But if we take care of the roots, this is all I can tell you, if you take care of the roots of love in your life and another person in your relationship will also participate in doing that, there's absolutely nothing that can stop the fruit of love from reappearing in your life. It is the power of God. It is the miracle of God. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Love will come back to the feeling in that relationship. And I gave example of that in my own parents, you know, a, a few weeks ago. You know, just, just, just the, I mean, <laughs> they weren't just repulsed. They was like, you know, it was, mom won't put another rug. You know what I mean? You, if you saw the story, it was, it was pretty rough. And then it got restored because they chose to love. And then when they did, this feeling of love returned to, to where, like, I, I felt like I had the most loving parents the world's ever known. And really, I would say, you meet, we've all met somebody like this who really, really, really went through it and found a way, but they both humbled themselves. They both chose love. And now their relationship is actually stronger than it could have ever been. The roots of love grew stronger in their life. They have to, right? Because you got to fight for them, man. If that, you got to fight for them. Before, they just kind of existed. Nobody was going to fight for them. So it was easy. So the roots were there, but they, they weren't tested and they weren't strong. But then they go through this and they're tested and they're strong. And then and, and look what happens. But here's, you know, here's how it starts playing out in real life for me. So um, Tammy and I get married. We're, we're early on married. And we're, you know, starting to have a little disagreement. I can tell she's not happy about something. I'm not sure what she's not happy about. And eventually it's because I'm not holding her whenever we're sleeping at night. You know, we're in the same bed, but I'm not, I'm not holding her. And I'm like, well, that's a problem because there's a reason I'm not holding you. And the reason I'm not holding you is because you're like, most people are 98.5. You're like 198.5. You know, I mean, you're like a baked, I mean, she's like a baked potato under the shell. I'm not kidding you, man. I don't, I don't even know. I'm like, get the thermometer. She's, she's running fever every night. <laughs> and so if I hold her, I literally will start sweating. Oh, I can't sleep when I'm sweating. And so I'm like, look, baby, I'm sorry, but, you know, I can't hold you. You know, I'm sweating over here. Do you not care that I can't sleep? 
you know, and, uh, and so we, it gets worse and worse and we have some arguments about it and all that good stuff. Well, finally, you know, she made me miserable enough. I made myself miserable enough. What are you calling them? You know, mom's not happy. Nobody's happy. It's like, you know, it's worth holding her. You know what I mean? Sweating is better than all this other stuff. So I get in bed one night and I put my arm around her. <laughs> she pushes my arm off. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, no, I know you didn't. Right? Like, I just I just did it. You know, I just put my arm around you. You pushed my arm off. What is wrong? Like, you're the problem. You, like, I'm like about to burn the place down. You know, I'm going to lose it, whatever. I mean, what am I supposed to do? I, I tried and you pushed my arm off. And so I'm like, as I'm fussing about this, this is her answer. I don't want you to hold me because I asked you to. I want you to hold me because you want to. I'm like, I already told you I don't want to because I'm hot. So she says, well, then don't. All right? So I'm not. And so, you know, what do you mean because I want to? Why would I want to hold you if I can't sleep and I'm sweating? You know, it's, how simple can it get, right? So that turned in, as you can imagine, that turned into, you know, I was putting my arm around her because it had already been a rough week or two. Well, that that just like that didn't make it didn't help. It made it worse. And so I'm going. You know, we're hardly talking. We're doing all the stuff you do. You know, whenever you're mad at each other. And um and 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 but I finally you know, take y'all usually takes me a couple of days, unfortunately, to uh, especially back then um, to kind of cool down and go. Okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Like really, what am I supposed to do? And you know. This is what came to me, um, just that, okay, do you love her or, do, or don't, or do you not? And if you love her, do you remember that she left her family and dedicated her life to live with you as your partner, as your teammate, as your wife? Do you remember that she, she saw you with God's word through all this fear that you battled, that she stood by you, that no one would stand by you whenever she will, that there's no chance that she won't stand by you. Do you remember all these things? And if that's the case, um, is it worth it to, to be hot? And, and it changed my wanter, okay? This is what I'm trying to get to here. I didn't want to hold her when all I was thinking about was me and me being hot and sweating and all of that stuff. Okay, I didn't want to hold her for me. That was the essential. That was the bottom line. I didn't want to hold her for me because it made me sweat. But whenever I remembered her, I wanted to hold her for her, whether I sweated or not. You know, and and actually, I thought to myself, what a coward I would be if she wants me to hold her. That's why I want to hold her. Even if I don't want to for myself, it doesn't matter. It, just, it has no relevance at all. So I went to her that evening. I was like, baby, and this wasn't easy, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I said, you know what? I do want to hold you. And I don't want to hold you, you know, you know, I didn't want to hold you because I was hot. But if you want me to hold you, I want to hold you because I love you. And man, it changed so much in my own mind. And here's here's the the funny part, and, and it's so it's nuts that we don't think of these. Like when you get in the middle of this 
this fear, selfishness, rat race, all common sense goes out the window, right? But so what was the first thing I thought? I'm going to hold her tonight. It's going to be hot. Maybe I could turn the air down. How simple is that? But that never crossed my mind. All I was thinking about is, is me the whole time. So I hold her. We turn the air down. Now we, you know, we're 66, 67, because you know, she's, she's toasty. And the funny thing is, man, if you see her in bed, she gets in bed, she's got socks on. She's got gloves on. She might have a, a stocking cap on, you know, because she's cold, you know. Uh, um, she's cold even though she's 105 degrees, you know. So, um, yeah, that's... Love is a choice. And then when we did that, going through that, grew love stronger in our lives because we chose to, to make that decision. But um, give you a, another example that's um, a little harder one, and it was a, a bit of a rougher go, but, um, and this was a definitely having to choose to love and how failing to love that we never want to fail to love. But how failing to love really can grow love stronger in your life if you love through it, if you love through the hurt, the offense, whatever happened there, because we, like we just talked about, you know, it's harder to do, but it grows that love stronger in your life. So one time, uh, Tammy and I had gotten in, we, we got sideways over decisions I had made without including her. And in my opinion, it was like, they were simple decisions. There, there's no question that's, I was sure she would have thought the same thing. I was just sparing myself, you know, the 45-minute explanation and and 500 questions, you know. To, uh, forgive me, Tammy. Um, you know, so I've just made sense. She was like, you know what, that's fine on some things, but some of these other things, uh, you know, it was a little bigger deal, and I, and I just think you, I, I think you ought to talk to me about it, you know. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll do it, you know. And, well, within a few days of that, what I hadn't brought up yet was that my brother was looking at this house. We were thinking about fixing it up and trying to flip it. And he brings stuff up all the time. And if, if I go to Tammy with everything he brings up, it's like a week ordeal for nothing because most of the time we don't do anything. So I haven't said anything to her about it. And I haven't told my brother that we're going to do it, you know, but you don't you have to know my brother, you know, <laughs> you don't have to tell him that. So Tammy and I are riding down the road and I get a call. Uh, in my truck, and I answer it on speakerphone. It's my brother. Man, don't ever answer a phone from a call from your brother on a speakerphone phone <laughs> in front of your wife, right? <laughs> and uh, I answered on speakerphone. I'm like, "Hey, Gabe, what's going on?" He's like, "Hey, man, I think I can get a contract on that house." And I'm like, "Oh, like there couldn't possibly be worse timing." All the blood runs out of my head, and I look over at Tammy, and all blood's running to her head. I mean, she's as red as a beet. <clears throat> I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so so I get him off the phone, and she's like, I cannot believe it. You know, we just talked about this. And, and she was raising Cain over much smaller decisions than buying a, a house, okay? <laughs> or buying a house to fix up or whatever it was. And I hadn't said a word to her about this because I'm thinking, I'm not sure I want to do it. And... um. And so now I'm trying to explain in the middle of this, baby, it's not what you think. <laughs> you know what I mean? I promise you it's not. But you can forget it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so, so she's, she's firing on me. And so she won't give me a chance to explain what's really going on. And then when I try to explain, 
I, I promise you, we weren't. That's not what we were gonna do. He just said that, like, and she's like, he just said you were gonna contract on the house. I told you we were gonna. You know I mean, so, so then I get ticked off that she won't listen to me explain to her. Now, in my opinion, she's a time. Well, maybe I should have said something. I don't know, but man, it just ran out of control, and and we're just screaming and yelling, and we're halfway home. We're on Highway 90. You know, it's a country highway headed to our house. 75 miles an hour like in any other situation i'd have walked away because this 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 was definitely the worst we had ever been as far as you know that was the worst i'd ever seen her as far as she was she was so fed up and giving it to me from what she believed i understood i could get that right but um and then but i'm i was past trying to explain it if you're gonna go i'm going with you so now we're both blowing up and we can't walk away because we're 75 miles an hour going down the highway and she won't stop, and it's just bowling up in me. And I've never, like, just, I've never, like, just totally let myself go before. And I'm wanting to just let go and just scream at the top of my lungs and just lose it. And I'm, I'm, I'm holding it, and I'm holding it. And, man, I just said, you know what? Here you go. And I just let loose. I mean, screaming. I mean, as loud as I could scream. And, hey, it went on for 60 seconds, maybe two minutes. I don't know. When I got home, I was hoarse. That's how loud I was screaming. And so, and we were just screaming, yelling at each other. We get home and and then it's silence, you know, for a couple of days. And really I'm like, what's, what's, what's this gonna turn into? What's gonna happen here? I don't know, but maybe I don't care, you know? And um, I do, by the way, right? But in that moment, and, uh, and then man, a couple of days go by, and it was at least a couple of days, we didn't say a word hardly to each other. But each morning, my coffee was sitting on the counter, you know, and and I wouldn't have put her coffee on the counter, I don't think. You know, I was trying to do everything I could to make it clear. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. I don't want nothing. And um, and then I was a little nervous to drink the coffee, you know, like, you know, give a dog a little taste for before I drink some of the coffee. But it was there each morning, and, and, I, and I didn't even want to drink it, honestly. Like, I, I was in this place where when I saw the coffee – I was like, is she around here? Because I like to see, I like her to watch me pour it out. You know, that's the that's my mind. That's where I'm at, right? Like, don't I don't want your coffee. Um, but she did it, and she did it again the second day, and then the third day, my coffee was there, and we hardly said a word. And then she said something kind, and and then we talked. I helped understand, you know, that I wasn't trying to do that. And she made it clear, you know, <laughs> if it involves a house, I should probably let her know early on whether I think we'll do it or not. And, and I understand. So we found our way through that. And with no expectations at all, like I, I didn't know what, where, where everything would go from that. But what happened was after all of that, and then we talked, like before that, I would have told you I love my wife more than I'd ever loved her. And then this is like, I don't know, 20 years into marriage, you know, right? And then during that, I would have told you, if you'd asked me, you know, how much feeling of love I had, I, I would say I almost had none. Um, and then after that, totally unexpectedly, I felt like I loved her more than I'd ever loved her in my life. Because she, I don't know, Reggie, it's like, it's like when the hurt comes, it breaks the soul, tills everything up 
and and then people have the opportunity to just kind of poop all over it, you know, and really stink it up big time and do a lot more extra damage. Or they have the opportunity to be patient and kind and truthful and to protect you even when they shouldn't. And she did that. And then that made me want to love her even better and to repent and to say I was sorry. And so the, cra- the, the, the nutty thing coming out of that was looking back on it, it was like that was the worst thing that ever happened in our marriage. You think, what could have happened from that? And what came from that? I feel closer to my wife than I've ever felt. Right? So, um, so. That's so encouraging. Yeah. That speaks hope. It, it, it is hope, you know. And so we get better at avoiding them. But hurt is the greatest opportunity you have for love to grow stronger in your life. And you're 100% in control of whether or not love grows stronger in your life when hurt comes. Tammy chose to love before I did when that hurt came. Love was growing stronger in her life. And then she she made it easier for me. And then I chose to love. But you're totally in control of whether or not love grows stronger in your own life. You're just not fully in control of whether or not it goes stronger in your relationship because someone else is involved. And they need to choose love as well. But you can choose love whether they choose it or not. And if you only choose it if they choose it, you don't choose it. It's for you. It's not for them. So we love whether they love or not gives them the best opportunity to also love. And then I pray to God that, you know, whoever you're loving that's struggling to love will will choose to love and that you can be an example of that for them and that you can love them whether they love you or not. And, and love them enough to tell them the truth when they're failing to do it. And that, that, that in that, God is love. And he can work in you and through you and in relationships and restore stuff you couldn't imagine. That's good. Yeah. Well, thanks for another helpful and insightful podcast, Kenny. And that's a wrap for today. Until next time, trust God's word no matter what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.